1: And we have the Ginger Avenger Amanda back with us yet again. <laughs> you know, perhaps we'll introduce our new segment uh, later in the show, Where the Fuck is Brad?
0: <laughs> sure, why not? Does anybody really care, though? Do we care? I mean, you know, I kind of do, but...
1: I mean, this is kind of a special occasion. I kind of hoped he would have been here for this episode, because for all y'all ta- uh, keeping track at home, this is episode 200. We've been sitting here at these mics, or at least I have, for Yay, bitches. 200 episodes. <laughs> I think Brad's been here for like 192. Something like you're that. You're up to, what, five or six at this point?
0: <laughs> I think three, four, four, maybe. I don't know, four, I think.
1: Maybe. I don't... I'm not... Uh... <laughs> but I know I've been here for 200 freaking episodes at this point.
0: But that's because you're old.
1: Man, too bad we're not making any you know, money off of this yet. 200 episodes would have been getting paid speaking of which go check us out on youtube subscribe you know get, get my numbers up so i can uh become monetized and be the next uh famous gun tuber I mean, slash uh podcast the
0: amount of episodes or is it about the amount of views because i think it might be about the amount of views it's you've got to right.
1: have at least a thousand subscribers before you're eligible for uh, monetization i've got about 56 last i looked i think oh okay so
0: <laughs> might have a ways to go there so
1: yeah um well, before we get into this week's topic, what are you, or what are we smoking this week? Uh, we're actually got, you're getting a, a two for review because somebody didn't bring a cigar last time and tends to complain about uh, the cigars I get are a little, a little strong. So why don't you start us off, uh, dear? What are what are you smoking? Because I, I got that one special for you.
0: Yes, and I'm so appreciative. So I know how much you really, love flavored cigars. Really, I'm appreciative, let me tell you. I have the Flavor, F-L-V-R, I'm assuming that's how you say that, Unicorn Tears, because my husband's an asshole, but... Undisclosed
1: uh, wrapper and uh, blend, but they claim it has a mild flavor and comes in a 5x42 ring size, and uh, what kind of flavors are you getting there out of You're Unicorn You're going to make tears? me say
0: it, aren't you? You really are.
1: Well, you don't have to use the... Uh, <sighs> The marketing propaganda of sparkles and, and rainbows. Yes, sparkles
0: and dub, double rainbows, what, not just rainbows. It's what double.
1: actual flavors are you getting?
0: Mostly just chocolate so far, but it's supposed to be chocolate, butter, and uh caramel. I believe it was.
1: Yeah, so it's supposed uh, to, I guess, have kind of a cookieish yeah, flavor. Yeah, kind
0: of. I'm not getting a whole lot of butter. Mostly, it's just chocolate. I mean, you've
1: chocolate. had the uh was it the Java chocolate, so I figured yeah. that might be in your wheelhouse of flavors.
0: It's not bad. There's mostly just chocolate so far, but it's a really mild flavor. There's not, it's not, you know, it's not PMS middle of the, I need a whole gigantic Hershey bar right now. It's not like that, but we're, you know, kind of like a, bis- that's what it is. Biscotti. The little. Might go with some good with like some coffee.
1: Yeah, that would work. Uh, well, I'm smoking uh, the Tatawahe PCA 2022 edition. Uh just came out uh, in uh, November of last year it is an ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over a nicaraguan binder and fillers.
0: Let's ask Fred here. Let's give Fred a try of both of them and see which one he likes, <laughs> but I bet he's going to side with me.
1: Uh for all those all of those uh listening at home uh, that can't see what she's talking about, we have an alligator head on the table this That week. is a crocodile. Crocodile, whatever, man.
0: We'll see. <laughs> Narrow nose is crocodile, I think. Yeah, you I think I
1: think you're actually right. Uh Actually, yeah, so... like it never
0: happened. <laughs> I think I am actually. Right. So, um,
1: to kind of explain why we're talking about what we're talking about this week, uh, before we get into the main segment, a local legend recently passed away. If anyone's from the Georgia area who remembers Okey Finoki Joe, he was mm-hmm. kind of a former country singer turned uh, like animal activists and like would go around to schools and zoos and put on these presentations about life in the swamp.
0: And then I think he also did ecological tourism. So he took a lot of people on rafting trips down through Okefenokee.
1: So Brad suggested since uh, we're, you know, to uh, honor Okefenokee Joe, we should uh, do something crocodile related. And the only thing crocodile related I could think of was the crocodile, Oh, uh, not the crocodile hunter. uh, What? Crocodile Dundee.
0: Jesus, you're getting worse each episode. I'm not doing this with you anymore. You're starting to bring down my rep.
1: <laughs> so that's why we, we have our uh, our friend here on the table, because we're going to go way back to the 80s and talk about Mick Dundee. And if you're going to go hunt crocodiles, you should crawl on the Strikeforce, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for 20% off your order. It comes in tiny little tin pouches that will, it won't weigh you down when you're hiking through the outback. You like my uh, <laughs> announcer voice there?
0: It's more the crawl, <laughs> crawl in the Strike Force. That's the part that got to me. But yeah, <laughs> that's what you said. But it's fine. It's it's all right. You might be crawling after you get attacked by a crocodile and you're bleeding to death. Yeah. You know, you might bites, need that extra energy. Half
1: your leg off. Yeah. These uh, this cigar here, uh, the Tatuaje, and it's the Capa Especial is what they're kind of called. This uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. These were available. To only two retailers that attended the uh, PCA uh, tobacco show, so you kind of had to uh, attend in person to order this cigar, and they sold out like day one of the show. So you know if your local retailer is a PCA, you know retailer, then take a look. You might find these. And also, uh, I think like so much of each cigar sold was donated back to the uh, to the PCA to you know kind of fight for. Tobacco smoker's rights, rights. And, and whatnot, you know, or at least cigar smokers' rights. <laughs> Too bad we
0: could have gotten anything from Australia, but I don't know if they do cigars specifically in Australia. No,
1: I know they sell cigars in Australia, but I've never heard of a Australian cigar. No, neither have I. But... Not does not sound like a good uh, tobacco growing region, as uh, as far as I know.
0: I mean, let's face it: if we were going to smoke something from Australia, it would probably be something else entirely. Especially if you're in the outback, and you know, you're Lucky. on a quest, vision quest.
1: Like a barbecued iguana.
0: <laughs> I'm down. I'd rather have the pet, have the iguana as a pet, but I'm down.
1: All right, but that's all we got for you uh, in this here intro. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with the main segment.
0: Traveling in a Trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? A woman
1: back to the show it's time to travel to a to a land down under
0: don't do that <laughs> don't do that
1: i'm on a, no that's that's mexican radio that's the same band though Isn't what?
0: it? what what did you just do
1: i mean the only australian music i know is like the safety dance and i'm from a land down under whatever that band is
0: oh god you just <sighs>
1: i mean the knowledge i have of australia is exclusively from these three movies and uh a couple, like, 80s music videos.
0: Okay, well, I've actually been there. In and this. Mad
1: Max. Mad Max was Australian.
0: Was it? Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, the original.
0: Okay. Well, I did that. Didn't was, like,
1: that uh, Mel Gibson's, like, first film, I believe.
0: That was set in Australia or was filmed yeah. in Australia? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, the original director's, I think, Australian. Mm. So, yes, this week we're going way, way back and, I guess, also down under to... good G'day, mate crocodile dundee which uh 1986 uh, i believe was with the the first one
0: so that it made you what 25 and me like four
1: i was seven (laughs) (laughs) i'm not that old no kidding i'm only about to be 43
0: (laughs) yes i know i'm aware
1: Yeah, so if you're not familiar with uh, Crocodile Dundee, uh, played by uh, Paul Hogan, Paul Hogan, not to be confused with Hulk Hogan, they are not related.
0: (laughs) That was pathetic. That was pathetic. Yeah, brother. No, no, no.
1: Hulkamania is going to
0: run wild. Oh my god! Somebody save me and get me out of here.
1: Yeah, rip my shirt off.
0: (laughs) Well, you can do that, but don't ever do that that voiceover again.
1: Yeah, Crocodile Dundee, uh, and it was kind of like ironic because we we're like, "Hey, let's do something." Uh, Crocodile rated. I mean, this was Brad, I- Brad's idea, and then he
0: didn't snuck you? away
1: and uh, <laughs> didn't come back.
0: Brad is not does not exist anymore. I'm telling you, Brad is dead. <laughs> Somebody is wearing a Brad suit. It's like for a minute, the first man in Black. It's an Edgar suit. No, somebody's wearing a Brad suit. Brad is deceased. <laughs> He's in a but, freezer somewhere.
1: Ironically enough, like HBO Max, just like acquired I guess uh these three I just seen it like pop up like
0: well didn't you say it was like the 30th anniversary no it's
1: a... no we got another couple years uh, something yeah uh, know. You know, it's 86 so it would so like three more years and it will be the
0: 30th anniversary 40th anniversary, 40th
1: anniversary. so yeah this, we're this is going old. way way back yep so as you said you were like two when these came out uh what what's your I was 4. <laughs> so did you see these at 4 or did or is it something you found uh <laughs> later No, in this life? is
0: something dad enjoyed so we watched it as we got older than me and my sisters watched it cuz we enjoyed it. I got to say it's up it's, until the 3rd cuz I'd never seen the 3rd until recently.
1: It's been a while since I've I've set through all of these and surprisingly wholesome. For something from the eighties, like I mean yeah. there's a few uh there's some jokes that didn't age well <laughs>
0: there's you know somebody doing cocaine at a party there's, there's, there's...
1: i mean there's several like you know, gay or trans that haven't aged well, but then again, if you watch anything from that time period it, yeah, there's gonna be a lot that
0: didn't age well, <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, it's not something that was not uncommon in the in the time period, but very, I mean, there's really a lot of blood and violence. I mean, even like the eh, no, not, even I mean, like the fight violence, stuff. You no know, no he blood. manages not to kill anyone other than you know, snaps a lot of necks on some snakes and
0: well, yeah, <laughs> a couple of goannas. Yeah, but
1: uh, as far but you're gonna as you're going to eat
0: it, so it doesn't matter. If as long as you're going to eat it, it's fine.
1: I mean, uh, we'll get to it in a minute. By the second movie, he's getting chased by drug dealers, and he manages just to like capture them all. You know, he like said, so there's so there's.
0: Well, yeah, but they don't pay for their crimes if you don't turn them in, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: But yeah, it's like supr- a surprisingly- He didn't catch them all, because uh, that
0: one guy was dead dead. He fell off a cliff and smashed into rock. He was but dead dead. he
1: didn't kill them. The drug dealer killed his own guy. Well, that's true.
0: Okay, good point. <laughs> so yeah,
1: he's like, you know, for a roughneck uh, outback guy, he, uh, you know, surprisingly good dude. Especially like in the eighties, the eighties was like the time of like over the top violence, violence in and movies and gore then,
0: like... and, and pathetic attempts at gore. Now that I remember correctly, but
1: the other thing about this movie too, it's and you know, we'll get into specifics here in a minute, but it kind of like this could be a story set today.
0: Mm, yeah, kind of.
1: What I mean by that is <clears throat> the. It's a fish out of water movie, but the first half it's New York reporter girl going to the outback, and then the second half of the first movie anyway is outback guy getting brought to New York, and he is
0: construction issues here
1: manly uh masculine country dude surrounded by.
0: New Yorkers in the 80s, which is, you know, cocaine-fueled madness. But,
1: but I mean, it, you can almost tell the same story today with a, you know, kind of country, old school guy being surrounded by a bunch of woke, like, you know, beta. Dropping type, uh...
0: somebody that's lived their whole life in Texas in, in LA is what you're saying, basically. We're going to,
1: yeah, like, you know, someone who, like, yeah, that's not politically correct and, uh, in a world that, like, you know, oh, that's toxic masculinity. Like, no, fuck you. Like, masculinity is necessary. You can still be an asshole, but masculinity in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's kind of, you know, got us through the uh, <laughs> life for a long time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, you, you could easily do this story with this, like a guy who's, like, you know, a masculine, you know, old country dude surrounded by like more modern uh, type peoples.
0: Masculine and not an asshole is not the, the two are not. They don't automatically go together. They, uh, God, I'm a lot more on the more liberal side than you, but you can be a, guy and be a man's man and whatever else but you can still be a good person that understands other people have the right to be whoever they want to be I'm not suggesting exactly. you run up to everybody you see and, and try to cup check them to see if it's a woman you're talking to or not but you know I'm gonna live my life you'd live yours and that's fine
1: well, I saying, you can be a John Wayne without you know, being oppressing others True. Like masculinity in and of itself is not
0: It's just toxic. a fine line, but not a lot of... It's a fine line a lot of men have a problem walking. Masculinity is not a toxic trait. Being an asshole is a toxic trait. Yes. and And there's... A lot of times those two things do go together. I think it's got more to do with how you feel about yourself more than anything else. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with how you feel about other people. It's just how you view yourself and what makes you worried about yourself. So... Go do you what you want. I don't care.
1: But yeah, like I said, this is kind of the the theme of this, I think, has kind of circled all the way back around where this could be (laughs) a story we tell Mm -hmm. today. You know, minus some of the gay jokes, you know, but (laughs) other than that. There's
0: not that many gay jokes, first of all. (laughs) But anyway. Oh,
1: but yeah, you know, as we said, Paul Hogan...
0: Linda Kozlowski and
1: who ends up like our yeah, Kozlowski Kozlowski because something like that however you pronounce that and this is like I mean he's huge in Australia but yes yeah, I mean he's well,
0: he was huge here before he had a big career here too
1: but he's like I mean I think he's got like every. it's you think of Australia he's the our second favorite crocodile guy you That's know, true. rest in peace Steve Irwin like <laughs> May
0: he you know forever Crikey But like uh, Just just don't do that. That's just don't don't do that. Leave the memory alone.
1: Oh Crikey. No. She's an angry gator. Oh
0: god. You have no idea. You have no idea. She's hangry too. She hadn't had dinner yet, so yeah.
1: We could barbecue some iguana.
0: Goanna Goanna.
1: <laughs> did you, did you never the watch barbie? the
0: rescuers? Disney. The Rescuers Down Under. I the have Little a beard, Mouse.
1: And I'm in my forties. No.
0: This was when we were kids. This movie came out when we were kids.
1: I was watching G.I. Joe and Transformers. Oh my I God. was not watching Disney.
0: Okay, Bernard and Bianca. Does that test mean anything to you? The two little not rescuer mouse? The I two remember, little rescuer mouse. I remember
1: Five goes west. That's it.
0: Jesus Christ. No.
1: <laughs> and Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers.
0: Yeah, the rescuers down under. It was the little boy and no. the Eagle and y- you just Jesus. Nope. It's goanna. It's goanna. I promise you. I've been there. It's goanna. Which,
1: speaking of his travels, I uh, Brad was having to drive cross-country. I told him to look out for lot lizards. And he sends me a picture of one of his crews apparently caught and barbecued in an iguana in uh, like Puerto Rico or something.
0: I'd rather keep it as a pet.
1: <laughs> he said it's like very chewy chicken from uh, the reports he
0: got. When we were over there, I didn't see a whole lot of... Those, but freaking wombats! Beware of wombat signs along the more rural roads, cause, and beware of kangaroos because they do jump out in front of the cars as they don't give a fuck.
1: Dude, kangaroos, man, you, they'll swing on you too. You seen like the guy like boxing a kangaroo because he was trying to eat his dog? Yeah. <laughs> and those things are stout, man. They're yes, like <laughs> they
0: are. That's what they warn you about when you go over there. But they taste pretty good. I had a kangaroo steak while I was over there. They taste pretty good. <laughs> what i did i went went to australia
1: i knew someone who had a uh in their travels picked up a kangaroo nutsack purse
0: oh i've seen those yeah those are big (laughs) tourist item but the steak was good
1: Uh, and kangaroo jack that's the other uh movie i know about australia
0: i I don't even know what that one is
1: (laughs) oh but yeah this movie was i mean it's like even today you can't you know pick up a knife without going that's not a knife this is a knife. (laughs) it's kind of one of those that you know has seeped into the uh vernacular uh for
0: (laughs) see it's not so much about him being a masculine dude it was just he's a good dude he's like i'm yeah some dumb punk tried to mug me but it's just some dumb kid having fun it's fine (laughs) i'm just gonna screw up his jacket and walk off because i don't care it's fine
1: he's like ah this kid's just having fun uh yeah, this movie was budget of this movie was eight point eight million. Guess how much it made?
0: Twelve. Three hundred and twenty eight. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs>
1: like I said, this was a huge movie for the directed by uh Peter Feyman. That's how you pronounce it. Never i never heard that name, never heard that name before, so... It's not like a Spielberg that I'm familiar with.
0: <laughs> well, this is an older movie, so the producers would have been before our time. Oh. Probably some 50-something-year-old man with a cigar saying, Yeah, we're going to make this picture, man. See? <laughs> kind of probably look like you.
1: No, nah, they didn't have this suite of beards back in the 80s.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll if you were an ahead.
1: executive, you had to be all clean shaved. You might have a porn stash, but that was that was it didn't come become cool until later
0: okay you just said porn stash and i just started thinking about what's his name it's on trial for
1: oh ron jeremy oh
0: god yes that's <laughs> you say porn stash and my mind goes ron jeremy and it's just i
1: mean that is bad. probably the most famous porn stash next to uh mel or mel gibson uh
0: excuse me <laughs> i
1: was trying to think of Magnum. did I, P. I miss a
0: part in mel gibson's career that got hidden somewhere
1: i was thinking uh freaking magnum pi and it came out mel gibson <laughs> oh, yeah okay I don't know who has the the uh, more famous stash.
0: Probably Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, at least he's had more people on it. Probably. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, you know, hop on me like a kangaroo.
0: Have we mentioned that this is rated R today? <laughs> it's definitely rated R.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I think as long as you uh, don't curse in the first fifteen minutes, uh, you're good.
0: I think I already have several times, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Oops.
1: And at this point, it like I don't, and we're not famous enough for them to actually censor anything. <laughs> Here
0: comes. We can't FCC. be shadow banned. No Here one listens to comes this shit. the FCC. It's gonna get us. <laughs> Fuck. Well, FCC, ATF. Who knows? One of them is gonna show up at the door one of these days. Fuck it.
1: Uh, so yes, the first movie is the story of Sue Charlton, who uh is a writer for uh news and uh here's a story about a crocodile man who got his leg bit off and and had to God crawl survived
0: supposedly having to through crawl the five, through you know, the bush for, for five, five miles and, and or, or days or whatever
1: and she's like i want to go do a story on this guy because
0: he was fishing quote-unquote <laughs> fishing i guess you're still fishing it just you're fishing for something bigger than the fish <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so if she yeah goes down to a hole in the wall. Oh, uh, I'm
0: sorry, buddy. It's okay.
1: Walk about Creek to meet the famous... Yeah, Mitch population Dundee. 20.
0: <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> population 20. Okay. I thought we lived in a small town. <laughs> I'm having serious construction problems here. This thing is not really wanting to...
1: Keep going out on you? Yes, it over and over.
0: Well, no, it's actually staying together better than my asses, which is sad, because I love my asses, but this is like... Not so it's a burn
1: can... issue, not a construction
0: issue. Yes, pretty much.
1: We'll get you the, yeah, correct terminology eventually.
0: Fuck you. I don't need the correct terminology. I just want to smoke it and have fun. That's what...
1: <laughs> yeah, so he takes her out into the bush. <laughs>
0: Him and Walter, because, you know, him and Walter, him and his buddy Walter, Yeah, the... who was the most bumbling, like, assistant, you know, stand-in second guy since, what was his name on the Andy Griffith show? Um, Barney. Barney, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you are, could not be least less knowledgeable if your life depended on it. But, but it's okay.
1: But he's a good marketing guy cuz he you know, before Mick shows up and he's uh you know telling her the story of his survival there like all the old people in the bar are like, ah, oh, that story gets better every time you tell to- you tell it." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you got to have the one that actually dishes it out and backs it up that would be me and then you got to have the mouth. That would be you. So we got it set. It's good. Yes, dear. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I guess I've never been to Australia, but visually, this movie was like. It's a good kind of
0: I honestly Australian tourism am video. I'm not 100% sure that it was shot there on location, though. I'm not. It I think was. the second one was. No, I don't they think both the first were. one was. Because, oh.
1: like I said, he's big on mm. promoting Australia. So, yeah, mm. the, the, it was filmed in Australia and uh, New York. You know, back in the day when things were actually. Well, I was only there for about a week, fact. so
0: we didn't get to go too far out. Into yeah, the... you were in
1: the in in city. city we land. were,
0: and then we went and spent the weekend at a cabin out towards the bush, but we didn't get <laughs> to go all the way out into the bush. So, but
1: yeah. I mean, it was whoever their cinematographer was. I mean, it looked beautiful. They, they did a good oh yeah, job there was a of lot
0: of really good shots of, of in nature and
1: shooting Australia.
0: They got a lot of animal shots in there that i wouldn't have i mean when you got this gigantic buffalo for one you got the big razorback water pig, buffalo. big water buffalo and then big he's like water buffalo like, and you know apparently the force like, is with you not with you
1: country mick uh raised by uh the aborigines he knows aboriginal magic so i remember as a kid like him going out there and doing like the it's almost like the metal sign <laughs> to the buffalo and like yeah. putting it to sleep it's like i used to have my dog like try to like
0: Wait, doesn't it dogs can... too in a couple of in the second one of the first one one of the two Yeah, he pretty
1: anyway. much uh, you know, has Jedi mind trick over uh, over
0: animals. But I mean, for the 80s, this was not it was kind of woke hypothetically cuz there was a lot of respect shown to the aboriginal culture and you know, it was a lot of Yeah, it may not be appropriate to walk up to Carl Winslow and say what tribe are you from, but
1: but it's out of a I don't want to say ignorance, but uh, a na- naivete. He's from a land where it's like the only black people he know are. Tribal. You know, Aboriginal people. So this is, and he's just like the his first time ever leaving Australia. Cause he kind of
0: And it's pretty close her. to the way they look. We saw a few while we were there. That's pretty close to the same kind of patterns. And it's, yeah. I'm it's- pretty
1: sure like most of the people in the movie were or at least the people portraying the Australian side of things were local to Australia.
0: No, I mean like the Aboriginal people. They That's what I really, mean. Like really the people realistic.
1: playing Aboriginal people. I'm pretty yeah. sure were actual. Probably. Cause <laughs> their Aboriginal accents, pizza.
0: they all had the right accents.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, she becomes so impressed with, uh, you know, him not being kind of a, and this is proof that
0: opposites attract.
1: I was going to say that there were rednecks in every country. Well, okay. <laughs> it don't matter where you're from. There's, there's a country. If you're somewhere living off uh, the land
0: and you can do that and stuff, does it make you a redneck or does it just really make you in tune with the environment? And
1: well, it's like I believe Hank Williams always said, "Country boy can survive." God.
0: I quit. I <laughs> give me, I need a white flag here. Where can we find a white flag. I, I don't know.
1: Like, there's a bow staff behind you.
0: That's not a flag. <laughs>
1: That's the only thing I got.
0: <laughs> Wait, I got it. I got it. It's not, anyway. all the way. it's not all the way white, but it's a white flag. <laughs> Go with me on this. It's white enough.
1: Uh, but yeah, she brings him to New York, and then we get the other half of the fish out of water story, which he almost adapts better to New York than she did to adapting to the, <laughs> the because outback. he has the
0: same gifts that you do. It's the mouth. He has the <laughs> gift of Gavin being able to talk to anybody and get along with anybody. And it drives me fucking insane, but yes, <laughs> he has the same thing that you do. I can go into a room. I can start talking to anybody in there and we're going to be buddies by the end of it. <laughs>
1: uh, But yeah, the, uh, where he gets mugged for the first time in New York, which '80s New York—that's like traditional—and <laughs> she's like I'm Mick, sure give him your wallet. Walk. Anyway, he has a knife. Oh, that's not a knife.
0: <laughs> a little bitty switchblade versus you know basically a tomahawk that fits in your pocket.
1: He has a big ass Bowie knife, and you know, and this was you know pre 911, so you could probably fly with that knife. You know, nowadays they'd confiscate that from you, and you never make it Jesus. into the. Christ, you'd man. never make it into the city with that thing.
0: <laughs> you have to pack it in your luggage now. You have to check it. And then she decides she's going to take him to the 80s party. and
1: <laughs> Some dude doing coke in the bathroom, and he's like, oh, you're stuffed up. Oh, no, up? he was
0: in the kitchen, because that's where the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Kettle was, and he's like, "Oh, you're stuffed up. I got you." I was like that's probably he's like, yeah. We
1: do we do this differently the way way where I'm at. And he's like, he just pours like hot water over his like you know
0: Here, I'm going to turn a your cocaine the into coke. theraflu and let's see if it works. And then of course you got to check, you know, the host of the parties. What they're packing because it sounds like a man and looks like a woman maybe and we're not sure so we're just gonna go up and cup check her and now she likes him for the rest of the night. She's like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because earlier in the
1: movie uh, he meets a a uh, New York queen. cabbie and he's uh, he's like we should go for a drink and he takes him to some bar and tries to he's like I'm Italian I'll drink you under the table and they go partying and and Mick's talking up this this uh, lady and he's like buddy that's not a that's not a lady that's a dude he's like no way. And he like walks over and just, you know, cups checks her. She looked
0: good. Don't I might have to a, She looked good. I might have had to check too.
1: So later on when they go to this high society uh This is party. before we
0: introduce ourselves with our pronouns, so we don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, there is a uh older lady and yeah, at this point he's he's a little gun shy, so uh he has to he has to check. <laughs> and of course, like Sue is like, Oh, sorry, he's from Australia. That's how they do things there. And she's like, Hmm, maybe I should visit. I need to go visit. <laughs>
0: And then you get the vision of this lady going into Australia and just wandering around, you know, just, hi, nice to see you. <laughs> Good day, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and then you get, uh, you know, old, I uh, can't remember his name, but uh, Carl Winslow, a.k.a. Uh, uh, it was there limo driver? Yeah.
0: I don't remember if they ever gave him a name. Everett? ever, Everett? Something like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. But now I was trying to think of what his... Uh, his freaking name is Die Hard. Al. Al. Yeah. So he's like their limo driver, and uh, Mick goes off on his own and ends up getting in a... Yeah. You know, gets drunk, leaves his knife in the limo, and ends up getting in a fight with a bunch of pimps that
0: he well, that's smacked because around earlier in the film. He cause... made friends with the prostitutes, and the ad didn't actually do anything but make friends with them. It's, hi, Simone, how are you? And, you know, here comes her pimp because he thinks... Carl he...
1: shows up to, to, uh, and, like, runs over the... Pimps with the limo, and then one dude like goes running off, and he gets out and breaks the old uh, V-shaped uh, antenna off the back of the car, and throws it like a boomerang, and like takes the dude out. And he's like, "I thought you said you weren't in a tribe." He's like, "Nah, like uh, I forgot some gang name, that- <laughs> some New
0: York gl- New York gang of some sort that."
1: It was like Eastside Warriors or something like that. Eastside Kings
0: or New York Warriors or something.
1: Warlocks or I don't know Which doesn't
0: exactly explain how the hell you're going to throw a boomerang, but still, why not get it in there?
1: Hey, no. Like Musashi said, uh, a warrior shouldn't have a favorite weapon. You should be uh, skilled in all weapons.
0: All right. So does that mean you're going to go learn how to throw a boomerang? Because Ashley knows. I don't, but.
1: I mean, I can throw a boomerang. I just can't get it to come back. But that's kind of the point. (laughs) No, that's kind of the toy version. Like, the actual hunting boomerangs, they don't they don't plan on them coming back. They just, you know, want it to hit whatever they're throwing it at.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I have been working on learning how to throw a knife. I'm not as good as Mick yet, but i uh, I used been... to know
0: how to play a didgeridoo, too, but I haven't done that in a long time either. <laughs> uh, I was there for a week. It takes... Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> sounds pretty good when somebody that knows what they're doing does it. I was there for a week. I had to amuse myself somehow. <laughs>
1: Uh, but of course, he ends up uh, falling in love with uh, Sue, Two. and she leaves her her jackass kind fiance, of uh, New York boyfriend, and hooks up with Mick, and that leads us to 1988's Crocodile Dundee Two, back to the uh, to the outback.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was part of the, the no, I don't release think that was title, the, uh, but okay.
1: Kind of like Back to the Future. Which this one fourteen million made two hundred and thirty nine million. So holy crap. Yeah. It's like these it's been so long ago that you don't realize how big these movies were back then. For the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. These were I mean, huge I mean now it's like a movie's budget's like a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. But so making $200 million off a of $14 Yeah, but if you go back 40 years
0: ago and, and put $14 million into a movie back then, especially since you're not spending any of it on special effects, because they're all actual effects. You're not getting anything computer-generated or...
1: Half that budget was the animals. Yeah, well, probably.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it was probably was.
1: But yeah, this one was more of a... Like, where the first one's kind of a fish-out-of-water love story, this one's like taps into that 80s action films Mm, uh this one was a little more action oriented because it seems like everyone was dealing with cartels in the 80s yeah and uh of course sue being the investigative reporter her ex-boyfriend or friend is like a photographer and he's working down in columbia and gets some evidence on on this drug lord he actually witnesses him killing somebody and
0: Tries sends her the or, sends her
1: yeah. the footage before he gets whacked himself. So yeah. of course the the cartel comes to New York to to uh, find her to get the evidence back. And you know.
0: nobody's ever had my picture. It was some <laughs> what some movie the the ghost or something where the little uh, girl manages to snap a picture of the the multiple assassin guy. Nobody's ever seen him before. And he's like somebody's got my picture. Yeah. I know there was a thing. I know what I'm talking. I, I,
1: I'm familiar. You're not talking out of your ass. I'm familiar with the story, but I can't. I can't recall which uh, <laughs> which movie that is offhand. Okay. Uh, and I like how he's just kind of. The movie starts with him like dynamite fishing off the coast of uh, <laughs> New York. Yeah. And like you know, the cops all show up and they're like, "Oh, it's just Mick." Yeah. You know, it's just him. Yeah. It's like he's been in New York for couple years at this point and he's already like befriended everybody he's like it's <laughs> like the most known. it's fine
0: guy we York. know who that is
1: oh and these movies all are just kind of like you have your like overall story but then there's all these little like almost skits i mean he is like got a comedy background and all yeah so it's like i know i have an idea let's uh I'm gonna go apply for a job, and let's have a guy try to jump off a building. And I'm gonna go talk a suicidal. guy gonna <laughs> go talk a talk a jumper you know, off the building? These little segments and almost that are, fall off
0: myself, but
1: yeah, these like little segments that are funny, but have absolutely nothing to do with the overall plot.
0: Or like bad, badly, Roy Brown. I'm gonna get with the guy that's the shady motherfucker that everybody's telling me not to stay away from, but he's actually just peddling stationery.
1: <laughs> yeah, because his local bar that he hangs out with, you know, the bartender's like, "There's a, you know." Kind of looks like he might be a pimp or a drug dealer. And he's like, uh, he's like, man, I'm trying to find a job. He's like, well, you can come work for me making deliveries. And he's like, hold on, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. We'll talk business. And, you know, the bartender's like, hey, man, he's into drugs or something. You should stay away from him. No, he seems like a nice guy. And he he's takes a him nice out. nice
0: guy. It's fine. He
1: takes him outside. He's like, all oh, right, yeah, I just need you to drop off things here and there. He's like, well, what are you selling? He's like, stationary. He's like, is that code for something? No, but.
0: Don't tell anybody because you ruin my rep. Because I'm yeah. bad, badly. Like, actually, Brown. I'm an office
1: uh, office uh, supply guy, but you know, with a name like Leroy Brown, you you got to look like you're a badass, or people will fuck with you. So I just let everybody think I'm a a drug dealer, but actually I, I sell stationery.
0: I'm just <laughs> sending you know post it notes out. It's fine, but whatever. Go make a delivery and talk a jumper off a building, and you know it's fine.
1: Yeah, and he's like, the guy's like, "Stay back, man! I'm gonna jump." And he's like. I don't, I'm don't. i not here to talk you down. He's like, I'm just going for a walk. He's like, what? Yeah, I walk around this building every day. You're kind of in my way.
0: Could you go ahead? Because you're kind of slowing me down. I'm on my lunch break. Got to get back.
1: <laughs> he's like, well, I can't do it. Were you watching? All right, let me turn around. <laughs> he keeps fucking with it. There the was guy. Some,
0: probably some cocaine fueled in there, but the guy was gay and, you know, his boyfriend cheated on him or something. Whatever. I love that bitch. And, you know, he's kind of like, what? What do you mean? he <laughs>
1: like yeah there's yeah mick still he's been in new york a few years he's he's still learning how how things are in the big city uh but of course the drug dealers show up and like kidnap his uh his girlfriend and
0: the cartel head Yeah, you know kidnapped his girlfriend because you know she has the evidence that we need to get back
1: yeah and they try to get him to meet them in like the subway and like a couple japanese tourists like are like ooh. It's, uh, they come out and like ninja this dude, and they're like, "Who was that guy?" He's like, "That was Clint Eastwood." <laughs> Clint Eastwood, Clint
0: Eastwood. Because every Japanese guy knows how to kick ass, right? Because that's just normal. Yeah, it's but,
1: like it's like PE class here. It's every, everyone learns uh, martial arts.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Or at least that's the stereotype from every Japanese. But I mean, movie. he was
0: good. It was it was a funny little moment there. Anyway. <laughs> and I
1: like this. Sh- There's like a short guy and a tall guy. And the short guy's like, that's Clint Eastwood. He's like, no, he's not. Clint Eastwood's like tall. And the short guy's like, yeah, that guy was tall. Yeah. But he was like, you know, shorter than the other Japanese guy. He looked tall by, uh, by comparison.
0: Of course you got to throw in some racial stereotyping there just while you're at it. Wasn't anything too offensive though. So they didn't ask him to do math problems. It's just, you kick this guy's ass. (laughs) Flying side, kick to the face and kick his ass. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what you do. You know, I'm a more of a elbow strike, you know, in close mm-hmm. fighter. I, I'm not, I'm not really a flyer yet. I'm more of a, I'm more of a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I make people fly. I don't fly myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more of a grenade with the pin or a bolt. I'm just going to explode.
1: Like I said, we got to We got to see if that guy has a chaotic ginger, uh pin. a neutral ginger will definitely not neutral
0: ginger. No, absolutely chaotic ginger. I wake up and choose violence every day. <laughs> that is normal. <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, if you're uh, listening to this and you're a fan of the steampunk, we'll be going to the Atlanta Steampunk Expo here in about two weeks. Uh, so if you're in the area and want to smoke a cigar, hit us up. Cause yes, vacation. We'll probably be out There's back by the fire pit vacation. if it's still uh, – it's been a few years since I've been to that hotel, but they did have an outdoor fire pit uh, last time I was there, which was an excellent place to – Put on our finery and smoke a couple cigars. Of course, it's in top hats not, and
0: cigars. Oh my!
1: As long as it's not raining.
0: <laughs> Lots, of corsets it's in top hats and cigars. Oh and my.
1: the guy at the hotel doesn't almost blow himself up turning the uh, fire pit on for us like uh, he did last oh, time we were Lord.
0: there. <laughs> he, yeah, that was almost bad. That
1: was. I don't think you were there for that one. This is like the first <laughs> time me and Brad went, and like we're out there by the fire pit, and dudes trying to light it. And well, it then like they did it again because
0: the first time you and I went, they almost. <laughs> <laughs> Like, somebody here needs to learn how to work your fire pits. <laughs> and maybe uh, keep that guy on staff or have him train his own <laughs> to understudy, because, yeah, it almost caught that time. Which would be fine if I wasn't wearing a six-foot-wide skirt <laughs> at the time, and, you know, corset. It's it's hard to move away <laughs> really fast. You can't.
1: Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs>
0: No, of course it's expensive. I'm not doing that. Anyway, we got off topic. Where are we at?
1: I Second mean, movie. Welcome to the podcast. That's yeah. all me and Brad do is get off topic.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> we're off of topic. Anyway, we'll be there. If anybody wants to hang out, we'll be there. Oh. You may not recognize us because we look a little different when we're all.
1: Oh, it sucks. I still can't drink till like April. So it's like. Uh, but I can. Steampunk I can. conventions. Yeah, but I won't. I, like I can. Dealing, dealing with you and you're like. I don't care. As long care. as Kay doesn't show up.
0: I don't. Shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm about to totally just abandon you <laughs> Shut up Dude One more closely guarded secret Comes out your mouth and you will go missing I swear to god You threw me under the bus the last time What I, I threw
1: you under the bus last time My employment <laughs> Shut up Our... I don't remember half the shit I say Well I, I do so you better shut up Words come out and it's on the internet forever
0: Yes thank you so much <laughs> yeah so mickckey really uh, sucks here I'm having some trouble
1: asks uh leroy to to use his connections to help him uh find where this uh
0: drug lords drug l-
1: lords live and they uh so they they go to recruit a local gang and <laughs> mick impresses them with uh they're like so what's uh what's in it for us and he's like well what are you doing tonight
0: clout that's what's in it for you yeah like,
1: he's like well, what are y'all doing tonight He's like, we're gonna No,
0: what'd you do last night is what he said. He's oh, all yeah, right, he's like nothing. we're gonna nothing. We, didn't do we nothing. hung
1: out, we drank, we hung out here. And he's like, Cool. What if uh tomorrow, you know, your story is y'all went and like, you know
0: I helped a psychopath storm a castle and rescue a a fair maiden.
1: Yeah. You know. Or at at the very least, I saw this crazy guy get killed by the drug cartel. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, and they're like, All right, yeah, that's a pretty cool. So then, you know, one guy is like, Hey, uh, what's the odds you making out of here with that jacket on? And he, or no, he's like, so what's your odds of surviving? He's like, eh, about 50, 50. And he's like, so what's your odds of getting out of here with that jacket still intact? And he throws his knife and pins the dude's mohawk to the wall. And he's like, I think it's better than average. Better average. average. <laughs> like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's like, I don't need y'all to help me fight. I just need y'all to cause a distraction.
0: So, And of yeah. course, what do they go for? We start barking like 16 different breeds of dog. Cause somehow that's what a New York gang has this skill.
1: It's like the warriors come out and play <laughs> throwing garbage over the fence.
0: Well, that was funny though.
1: Oh, but the, the eighties style uh, of the drug <laughs> Lords, <laughs> those are some great. Now, I
0: like that guy's lace mesh shirt. I mean, I think it would look pretty good on me, but you
1: know, I was the, more of the, the pink the suit with the, pink with the jacket rat tail. with the
0: rat tail. And the, <laughs> Oh God, it was uh, rough.
1: Yeah, these guys look more like Miami gangsters than New York gangsters. It does
0: kind of did kind of give off a Miami Vice vibe. There was some...
1: Yeah, I was waiting for Crockett and Tubbs to yeah, show up. instead of some... Crockett Crocodile Hunter and Tubbs. <laughs> I mean, that's Leroy Brown, he was Tubbs. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. Okay. Now, do you remember there was like Crockett and Tubbs? We got... I don't remember who Crockett and Tubbs are. Those are the two guys in Miami Vice? I didn't
0: watch Miami Vice. I just know Fuck what is it wrong, was classic TV. I know the style. I'm thinking Don Johnson. And yeah,
1: Don Johnson was a uh, Crockett and uh, his partner
0: was Tubbs. Well, I didn't know that.
1: And of course the drug dealers, you know, he rescues you, but they're supposed to be in protective custody and they got snipers popping off at him. And he's like, I can't, I know y'all can't protect her, but I can protect her, but I need to be somewhere where I can see him coming from a long way off. So, we're gonna go back. Let's go to the somewhere outback.
0: flat. We're not gonna be in the high rise buildings where you can have a sniper to the building across the way. We're going somewhere flat where I can watch him walk up to me.
1: And I like once we get to Australia and he takes her out into the.
0: And let's thing. face it, we're talking about Australia. That's where the deadliest of fucking everything <laughs> is: spiders, snakes, all of it. It's like. But
1: if- you find out, like you think Mick is this like hillbilly dude, but turns out he's like rich as shit, actually. <laughs> and she, she's like, "Yo, yeah, what's this? Is this? This name? This." country we're in have a name he's like yeah it's called uh belong and she's like what does that mean it means
0: mixed, mixed place. place
1: she's like you own this he's like yeah pretty much
0: yeah my grandfather left it to me it's only about a you know you can walk across it in two or three days <laughs> like that's a lot of miles
1: he's like ah not in australia that's a small farm that's not a hobby farm yeah he's like but it does have she's like he's like so the-. she's like you can't grow anything here it's all swamp and everything she's like so this land's worthless he's like well, not really. It has a lot of this and pulls out like a huge-ass gold nugget. And he's like, hey, remind me tomorrow. I'll show you my gold mine. It's kind of my retirement fund. Yeah.
0: It's
1: <laughs> so like all this time she's been like, you know, because she's rich. Uh,
0: Her dad uh, was the owner of the newspaper she worked for.
1: Yeah, so she's like a big newspaper magnate's daughter. You know, she's
0: a New York socialite.
1: And, uh yeah, you know, things mix this uh, country. A poor guy's like, actually, no, he's like rich as shit, too. <laughs>
0: he's loaded. And-
1: he just kind of reminds me of my old neighbor growing up. He was like a... Like, multi-millionaire dude, but, like, lived in a camper and had, like, a cow farm here. Like, apparently had a big mansion in Atlanta, but farming cows was his hobby because he was an old redneck. Well, whatever (laughs) makes you happy. So I was like, yeah, he, he, like, you know, drove a beat-up-ass pickup truck and was always covered in, you know, cow dung from working on the farm. But he was really, like, rich as shit.
0: I mean, I've got some news for you. It doesn't matter if we ever were to become millionaires or not. I'm still going to go out and chase the possum because I want to pet it. I want to pet it. So... I'm still gonna go chase the possum off the porch and try to catch it because I just wanna do that. <laughs> Creepy dolls and a menagerie of wild animals. That's my dream life. That works for me.
1: Uh but of course the 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 cartel comes to Australia to try to hunt. Mick we're gonna down. hunt
0: him down and get him because of course that's what we're gonna do. <laughs>
1: And try to recruit a couple locals. And they're like, oh, we got this aboriginal uh, tracker guy. He's going to... And he's like, excuse me, who are y'all hunting? Mick Dundee. Mm. Uh, no. And just turns around and like walks the fuck nope. off. He's like, nope, I don't I'm want out. none of this smoke.
0: <laughs> I'm out. I got nothing to do with it. And then we start tracking him. And they've kidnapped Wally or Walter at that point. Because they're going to use him as leverage. And then Mick shoots him.
1: <laughs> and they, they start off by shooting his truck. And he like, so he like, instead of hit shooting them he just snipes all their vehicles he's like alright now they're on foot two we're even
0: (laughs) yeah seven to two is even well sure up here it is
1: and I like when he takes uh, Sue to his uh, summer cabin which is like this shack up in the mountains and he's like well you're the first person I've ever taken there and you can see clearly behind her like Mick and some other girl's name carved in the wall he just like quickly throws a towel over the (laughs) the carving no baby you're the first one I've ever brought here (laughs)
0: She, I've heard that before. I wonder what it was. Oh, yeah, you're the first girl I've ever taken home to my mother.
1: (laughs) That stuck around afterward. (laughs) What? I'm only kidding.
0: You better be, because otherwise (laughs) this whole video is going to become something completely different. We're going to have a live (laughs) autopsy. I will remove your intestines and hang you with them for all of YouTube to see.
1: (laughs) But back to like. These movies being surprisingly wholesome on rewatch, he doesn't kill anybody. I mean, he, you know, Dead to Rights could have, oh, know, yeah, and uh, but he chose to like basically capture all of them.
0: And my then he calls was his... the bats. The bats was my favorite. He threw the paste made out of the berries they liked at him, and then started calling them. I'm assuming it was a maning sound and. Here come all these flying foxes, which are so freaking cute, because I want one so bad. And, of
1: course, he let Mick kind of stay with them. <laughs> so he's just tell, filling their heads through all this, like, oh, yeah. He, he was, let
0: Walter, not Mick. Walter.
1: Yeah, he's, like, you know, filling them all through all these, like, stories. Like, oh, yeah, he's he was raised by the origin. aboriginal. Aboriginal. Or, 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 he knows, like, aboriginal magic and he shit. He knows their
0: black magic. And then the bats suddenly all attack, and it's, like. He's,
1: like, see, <laughs> black magic. <laughs> and then later on, he, like. Once they go to bed, he goes in and like captures one of them and then leaves a
0: uh,
1: goanna with his bandana tied to the t- They're like, see, they turned
0: Jose into a uh, goana. Threw a snake into somebody else's th- big freaking python into somebody else's lap in the middle of the night. He's like, he came through here and you didn't even get an alarm up. or He, he
1: didn't make any sound. He was so fast. He, he was like, Dude's a ghost. he threw a
0: 15 foot freaking python in my lap. Of course I didn't make a sound. I was afraid I was going to get bit.
1: And then the two guys finally, the two guys are like, you know, we're not getting paid enough for this. Fuck this! And they try to sneak off on their own, and they run into uh, Nugget, and he's like, he's like, pull pulls out a beer, and he's like, you know, y'all, he's like, you brought it, you should have brought a gun instead of a beer. And he's like, I don't need a gun, I got a donk. Like, what's a donk? And then like big ass donk like comes out of the woods, like I'm a donk, and like kicks the shit out of both of them.
0: Kind of looks like that. Hispanic guy that's in so many of the movies, like the Robert Rodriguez movies and stuff. Which one? The big, tall, oh, wide yeah, one with the giant dude beat from, up like, face. Uh,
1: the that... uh, dude that was in uh, Longest Yard.
0: He was in Longest Yard. He was in Desperado. Um,
1: He's like an Australian Desperado.
0: Person, that <laughs> Yeah, he was in lots of those movies. I mean, this movie
1: also had, uh, we just, you know, we're here for the Wednesday uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, freaking uh gomez adams himself uh, a young uh luis guzman <laughs> was one of the henchmen yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty sure the australian like hired goons like one of them is his friend in the next movie
0: well that makes sense though he's like he, had, he abandoned it and left and walked off and,
1: and i can't remember we became
0: buddies after that we had a pint it's fine i
1: can't remember if they ever gave him a name in the second movie so i can't confirm it's like the second the movie same... it was character
0: jocker jacker
1: yeah jacko that's jacko. That's his name in the third one so it must have been the same yeah I, I i was pretty sure it was the same actor but i didn't know if it was the same character but i think so apparently he's like yeah like uh, we we're became cool. friends. we're I mean, cool again i mean hell that's how i became friends with a lot of people and like yeah the the local bully would try to like you know start some shit and then I, i'd fight him and then we'd be like all right we have respect for each other now <laughs> you're cool <laughs>
0: This is not how girl society works. I don't know why, but...
1: <laughs> that's how me, Mike, and... Uh, guy it's not named- how
0: gay society works either, because I have a lot of gay friends and girlfriends, and it's not how we... We don't beat each other up first. It's, I mean, it's We like- beat each other up, beat other people up for each other, and that's how we become friends. It's like Dawn and all of them. It's like, I will take a fucking bullet for you, and I will rip somebody's out spine out for you. We are now best friends forever.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, a, it was a guy in high school, or, no, I think it was middle school, Harvey, that was kind of a, a donk, and <laughs> most people were, like, afraid of him, and me and Mike, you know, was, like, would just fuck with him right back, and he's like, all right, made, y'all aren't scared of me, y'all are my friends now.
0: Mike had the market cornered <laughs> on a co- hot commodity in element in middle school, and that's no, that was
1: high school when he was the... Uh... Porn king. Okay, never mind, that was middle school. It, yes, it, it was. It was high school when he was... Uh, Breaking into vending machines and, and selling crackers. Uh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the illegal black market <laughs> snack trade.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then you get the, uh, you know, him finally capturing the, the lead uh, uh, drug dealer and switching outfits with him. So, using him to smoke out the uh
0: Well, the so they set the ground on fire. They said, why are we playing his game his way? Let's do it our way. You don't chase a snake down its hole. You... <laughs> Apparently you set a bunch of brush on fire and and you know that's
1: but, uh, which un- is kinda
0: sad considering how badly Astro has been hit by wildfires, but
1: But unfortunately Walter uh who he had rescued <laughs> at this point decided to rescue Mick and shoots the drug dealer not knowing it's Mick and in, in his outfit.
0: Fortunately it's <laughs> like, not a good shot.
1: Like they're all looking like of Mick's supposedly dead body that fell off the cliff when the other sniper shot him. Uh, and, and like the Aboriginal dude shows up and he's like Mick wants his clothes back. He's coming there down there himself. And they're like, what are you talking about? His clothes are down there in the valley. You're like, that's not Mick.
0: How well, can you blame the dude? I mean, he was barefoot, wearing nothing but a loincloth. It's like, I'm not rock climbing in that either. Uh, this may be your normal life and, and how you live, but th- I'm not rock climbing in that shit either.
1: Yeah, and he's like, good thing you can't shoot for shit, Walter. <laughs> Cause he, I mean, he just kind of nicked him. <laughs> but then again, he did nick uh Walter, uh, you know. Yeah, earlier, it was so, fair. I guess, it was it,
0: payback. It was even. <laughs> Zinged him in the ear. I mean, it's kind of you know. Tis a flesh wound. Tis bit a flesh wound. And then tis we been went, a flesh wound.
1: Yeah, we jump forward. To Twelve I years. Your arm.
0: <laughs> I'm on a. Hold. Oh God, I just felt. That hold. You just started the Black Knight, and I'm sitting there with the Black Knight. So no, you're not. Your arms off. <laughs> no, it's not. It's merely a flesh wound.
1: But then we get the. <laughs> the Sorry, third. I,
0: fell in a hole. In the I need movies. to be fed. I'm like <laughs> the sugar levels in my body are depleted and I'm hungry.
1: But yeah, we get to Crocodile Dundee in <laughs> <and> LA.
0: <laughs> the kid was cute. The kid actually looked like a pretty good I mean, not necessarily like an AI taking the two and making a child, but the kid was a pretty good Well, match they to be actually the child. got they did get married. right? Get
1: married, so hell it may have been their actual child. Well, Oh.
0: The sad part I found out later is he was married for 30 years before he met her, and he was still married when he met her, and they got married right after the movie anyway. So you kind of had a Brad and Angelina situation there.
1: Ah, no, it, uh, (laughs) Serge Cockburn. Excuse me? That's his name. That's the
0: child's name?
1: Serge Cockburn. Serge. I mean, that sounds like something you'll catch in the Outback.
0: No, that sounds like a soda that they used to make way back when. (laughs) That nobody would remember. Now it was green.
1: <laughs> As Michael Mikey Dundee the <laughs> second, Oh, and
0: then he had Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson has to cameo because that was <laughs> before he's he like, had he's face. Such in. a peaceful man yeah, he's when like, you could actually understand him still because you can't now <laughs> when he talks. Oh, we're gonna go on a yoga.
1: Yeah, he's like doing uh, meditating meditation. in the park and, and teeps, teach. And of course, Dundee has no idea who he is. And like after they get done meditating, he's like, you know. Mikey, why don't you walk up on ahead? I need to talk to uh, Mr. Mike here. And he's like...
0: I need a favor. I need a favor. He's like, yeah. everybody lots of people needs need favors.
1: favors from me. No, no. Seriously. You need to help me out. My knees have locked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit, bro. <laughs> yep. Too
0: old, Riggs. Getting too old for this shit, Riggs.
1: And of course, he's like, you know, because the plot of this movie is Sue gets asked to the... Kind of the L.A. newspaper office branch manager dies mysteriously. Yeah, in a
0: mysterious car accident. And they want
1: her to kind of take over that paper until they find his replacement. So Mick's sitting around watching a lot of uh, detective dramas, and now he's like, you know, I know all there is to know about crime. (laughs) (laughs) You need someone to go undercover. I
0: am an armchair warrior. I know everything (laughs) about everything now. Because
1: they, uh... You know, he's like, "There's something shady about this studio." So he goes undercover as a monkey trainer.
0: <laughs> well, no, he was supposed to be an, or, an, extra like an extra originally, and then and then he was the only one. There's that a could scene like with a chimp, and we're trying to get the, the chimp animals. to do what needs to be done, and the chimp doesn't want to do it because apparently the animal trainer's not real great.
1: <laughs> but turns out there.
0: Come on, Kiki, go over there and get him a Diet Coke and a glass and bring it back. He's
1: assuming it's drugs, but apparently they're using, uh, wasting money on films to smuggle high-end art into the country and uh and yeah some Which Yugoslavian is not uh, gangsters a b-
0: bad plot because that did really happen there was really a bombing in I think Belgrade is what it was and there was te- supposedly art museums that were destroyed and all these priceless works of art were lost but yes some of them were found later they had been sna- snatched somewhere and <laughs> a lot of them have snatched. gone up to uh what is it Christie's so the bees auction yeah. and stuff, a lot of that stuff has gone. They did find Been those recovered. things that were supposedly destroyed but actually weren't.
1: So what did you think of this Because 'cause you're just recently I mean it was it was fun, but I it just didn't have and it didn't make nearly I think it made it was made for twenty five million, only made thirty nine million, so it was not as successful as the previous ones.
0: Are you really ever going to have a third installment of something that is as successful? I mean, aside from your Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, which is still the continuation of a story.
1: Anything Marvel. (laughs) Is
0: anything the third iteration going to be? Well, Well, Also, it was like. Marvel's fine. We'll take Marvel.
1: uh, uh, Anyway, this came out in 2001, where the first ones were like, the last one was in 89, 88. So they may have waited too long for. (laughs) Probably. But there, there is rumors that there might possibly be a fourth one, because I think they did a. I believe it was a Super Bowl commercial where they were... Yeah, but I was thought like a, Paul
0: Hogan had passed away. No, he's still alive. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I thought he passed away, but no, he's in no, his... No.
1: He's old as shit, but he's still around. But they just recently did a kind of an Australian tourism commercial. I it might have been a Super Bowl commercial, but it had Hemsworth and Hogan, and it was kind of like a fake Crocodile Dundee thing. Mm-hmm. And like the kind of the buzz on it was so... Uh, yeah, he is still alive. He's 83.
0: I thought he had passed last year. I thought he had died last year. But but
1: yeah, the buzz on it was was so big that they're like, maybe
0: it's time to do another
1: Crocodile Dundee movie. Well,
0: she said that part of the reason they had separated is she wanted to go back and she was tired of living in his shadow of his career because apparently he was still a big actor in Australia after this. Not.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did a couple more movies here, but he's mainly like, you know.
0: But they did split up after about 24 years, I think it was, and she was going to go back into acting. So they might. I mean, depending on how amicable the split up was.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, following a 2018 Tourism Australia campaign (laughs) in 2020, Hogan starred in the very excellent Mr. Dundee, him portraying himself as a aging out of touch movie actor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What does that that sound like? That that sounds like that uh... one you were telling me about, about Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. The fabulous cost of being... Oh God, I don't want to know.
1: It was like the unbearable weight of extreme. T- there you remember. go. I want to see it. I saw. It sounds hilarious, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he apparently is still out there doing his thing. So maybe we'll get a a, a fourth installment. Gotta have but
0: grandkids yeah. now. I gotta save the grandkids from getting eaten by the crocodile <laughs> that caught the bouquet at the end of the third movie, second I, movie, third movie.
1: I do like that, even though it's like so much later. He got. Pretty much everyone that was still alive, because Walter had passed away. away yeah. b- by the time that one had came out, but Donk, all the even Jocko that was his enemy in the last one is now like the second best uh, Crocodile Man. He even like brings him to L.A. with him to, to act as a nanny, uh, nanny while he's working undercover at the studio. And now he's teaching him about uh, L.A. And yeah, the third movie too was just basically an advertisement for. Uh, I think he had a deal with uh, like Outback uh, Cars at the time.
0: Well, yeah, and there was a Subaru, so he probably had a yeah, Subaru sometime.
1: Outbacks. He was he was like in a lot of their like uh, ads and shit. So, and that's pretty much why he drove throughout the movie. And
0: then all of the all of the hype for Paramount Studios because there was a lot of that.
1: But this one had like I said, the previous ones had only these almost these little sketches within the main storyline. Where I think this one was like a lot heavier on on those. It felt a little more kind of disconjointed uh, than
0: disconjointed.
1: <laughs> yes. Not sequential.
0: Non sequential.
1: Not sequential.
0: Non sequential.
1: They're called synonyms. They're the same thing. No, it's not this
0: oh my god. Non sequential. That's the correct way to say it.
1: <laughs> so uh You
0: married a grammar Nazi, you knew that to begin with. So get over it. Goana. <laughs> goana. Goanna.
1: So yeah, what did you think of this one? I mean, Obviously The third
0: one was cute I mean the kids would have watched, the, the girls didn't watch it with me But they could have I. It was a cute little family movie Because Past a certain point You're gonna have to start doing Like Family movies I mean Okay for example Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy did All the Beverly Hills Cops And all this action And they were great
1: And then he got old and, and then he
0: got old And he started doing Dr. Professor. Doolittle And the Nutty Professor you, I mean same thing with Ice
1: Cube Like Oh god <laughs> Yeah. That's all he does is like comedy movies and family movies now. This is like freaking one of the original members of NWA.
0: And once you, yeah, you know, once you want to get past a certain point, you want to leave a legacy your kids can actually. Hell, Ice T.
1: He's been on Ice T is awesome. Law I'm in love order with Ice T for forever.
0: And he's awesome. Yeah. And I'm in love with him. Ice I mean, is awesome. the
1: guy that wrote Cop Killer has been playing a cop for the last 20 years. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> and that boys and girls is what we call irony. <laughs> But iced tea and heart attack. Oh God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I need food. <laughs> I'm getting off the rails here. So,
1: final thoughts on your cigar there? Uh, other than the uh, the staying lit, uh, staying issues. lit was
0: an issue. I mean, it was stayed very mild. Didn't
1: but you like the sweeter flavored shit? Did it at least kind of?
0: The flavor was good. It was mostly chocolate. I didn't get a whole lot of like the the butter or whatever. But the flavor was okay, but it was really, really, really mild. Like, milder than, say, a Sweet Jane or Fat Bottom Betty. It was just really mild. It's something I would recommend to somebody that's just starting out. One of those, uh. One of those ones like, uh, what's your
1: Transition cigars, where you start off with something that tastes good and then you. Yeah, learn... basically like
0: training wheels, cigar you, training wheels. Yeah,
1: you, you learn, uh, where in kind of in my world, we. Don't typically get people in via sugary cigars, but say something milder, lighter, like a Connecticut that doesn't have a lot of strength to it. And they eventually find maybe something that their palate likes something a little, a little stronger. It's, it's a, uh, (laughs) intro cigar for people who like flavored cigars. Yeah. There you go. And this, uh, Tatawahe, which I I generally like most of the Tatawahe stuff. Uh, this one's got a little bit of, uh, spice, a little bit of peppery. And, and it has some, like, chocolate and woody notes, but not uh, super strong. I, I'd call this, they say it's full strength. It feels like it's got a, a bit of a strength to it, but it's, I'd say, more of a medium, at least for my palate, because I smoke the darkest darkest shit. of dark <laughs> yeah I only smoke cigars that are black like my going soul going down so. to the
0: pits of hell to get our cigars because that's the only thing that <laughs> so can to satisfy. me it's
1: not like super strong but it does have a little bit of and I I, I like a, a nice peppery cigar but it's not kind of overwhelming so this is one just I could probably go with
0: all the vinegar in your <laughs> this <laughs> is one I
1: could probably like you know smoke another it's not one that's like I've smoked this and now I'm like burnt out I can't smoke anything else so it's
0: piss and vinegar and pepper that's just about yeah that's about right that about sums
1: it up well like we said this one's a very limited run I think they only made like a thousand boxes so if you can find it get it while you can there's a couple other uh, exclusive Tatawahi cigars that have come out uh, recently uh, kind of limited edition stuff I know our local shop The Cigar Shop uh, they they have all of them so if you're in our area yeah stop in try out one and have you ever said the...
0: what our area is because especially yeah, when you're going to say our North area. area North Georgia North Georgia yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, the outback of Georgia. <laughs> Out,
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, we, uh, yeah, you can go up the road and find bears and, and mountain I mean, lions I kind of
1: want this, coyotes. the uh, alligator skin vest, though, because, I mean, mixed style is pretty sweet. I, I could rock a, a snake skin vest. I I'm trying
0: would. to remember. He used to do a different—it uh, wasn't cowboy movies, but it was something along that line's— I mean, I'm sure he at some point or another had some he serious... He did have
1: a cowboy... <clears> how <throat> oh, was it? Uh, Lightning Jack or something like that? Something uh... like
0: that. But there was some... He did some outdoor... He had like to... a
1: western comedy type movie mm-hmm. at one point. Uh,
0: I wonder how many times he's battled sin- skin cancer because that man was fried.
1: Bro was tanned. like. <laughs> Let me see. Where's his uh, filmography? Yeah, Lightning Jack. Was uh was his kind of Western uh, movie he did.
0: I'm trying to remember what he did originally, but way back when, but that would have been like well, 60s. Had,
1: between the 70s, 70, 73 to 84, he had the Paul Hogan show, which was apparently like a skit comedy uh, show in Australia. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Where Crocodile Dundee was his first uh kind of US film. Yeah. And he was also in uh, Flipper. Really? He was the dad in the Flipper movie, I
0: not don't the TV remember show. Remember that movie.
1: So, uh, any final thoughts here on Hogan before we uh, in the Dundee? Uh, well, film Hogan franchise? is great. I
0: kind of would have liked to have seen her do more. Yeah,
1: but other than these movies, I don't
0: like it's like they said uh, or when I was looking it up and doing some research. She gave kind of gave up her career to marry him and kind of was the stay at home and that kind of thing. Kind but... of like. I would have liked to seen her because she kind of comes off to me like a almost a little lemon Hamilton type, almost like that kind of you know the badass, the bad bitches society. She kind of comes look like the yeah, so is almost to that.
1: like the actual movie where like you know by the time we get to the third one, she's moved to Australia with him and is uh, no longer the hot uh, reporter that she and I don't mean hot as in. No, oh, no, she's still good-looking. She's I mean, stayed like, good-looking. hot as in uh, famous as a reporter. Yeah. Uh, you know, career hot-wise. Uh, so she kind of gave up all that to, like, stay in Australia with uh, with Mick. So, yeah, it was kind of art imitating life, imitating yeah.
0: art. <laughs> she would have been good, I think, to do a couple. I would have liked to have seen her in a couple other things. Because, like I said, she does give off that Linda Hamilton, Sigourney Weaver type. Bad bitch society. <laughs> Group. If
1: she had stuck around uh, around here, she probably could have had a fairly big career.
0: Yeah, she could have had a good action movie career, kind of like some of the other ones. She does. She reminds me a lot of Linda Hamilton. It's it comes off the same vibe. Holy shit! Did but, I just say vibe?
1: Yeah. Wow. and with that, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up and be right back with some
0: science. <clears throat> Shearing sheep We've
1: been mustering stock We've been culling out roots.
0: We've been spraying the crops We've been
1: droving cattle Up an old stock route Now it's Saturday night We're piling the ute We're the boys from the bush And we're back in town Well the dog's in the back And the foot
0: goes down we're live members of the Outback Club, where the boys from the bush come in from the
1: scrub. And now for a new segment, where the fuck is Brad? Where in the world is Brad Jackson? So where the fuck is Brad? Well, apparently this week, he is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So now you know. And welcome back. It's time for some science. Yay, science. You Ready to learn some shit? Sure, why not? Well, we have got uh, some news. Humans to return to the moon in
0: 2025. I must have missed that one. Gonna go back to the moon. instead that, yeah. Back in time. What the fuck was them? that supposed to be? <laughs> the old Bob
1: Seger song, gonna go back in time.
0: Yeah, that but noon. that... Yeah, okay.
1: NASA has announced this plan for the Artemis 3 mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Artemis? Yes, as like a uh, ready player one. Yeah, but wasn't that right a, uh
0: anime at some point too?
1: Actually, Artemis, I believe it's a... Greek god or well yeah she was philosopher a some shit
0: Roman I think Roman was Artemis and Greek is Athena maybe
1: alrighty then it's been a while well it's planning to return humans to the surface of the moon for the first time in fifty years and we're going to a, a different area than we've ever gone before you know, maybe we'll find uh, the Decepticons weren't they on the dark side of the moon. yeah, we are going to explore the lunar South Pole. Four astronauts will be sent on this mission and they will launch on top of, because, you know, we did away with the the space shuttle. So we've got a whole new, uh, calling it space launch system in the Orion capsule.
0: Space launch system. Uh Okay.
1: And this will be the first voyage for both of these new, uh, spacecraft, uh, you know the Artemis 1 uh, kind of just proof of the rocket's uh, launched uh, not long ago and you know we should shortly this one uh, kind of made it to a you know just outside and then soon we'll have the kind of the first uh like Artemis 2 is kind of going to be get them up in into space where Artemis 3 being the finally the like the first one was like a remote launch. This one will be the first time uh, manned, manned, and then the Artemis three mission will be actually landing on the uh, mm-hmm. the moon. Because basically, it's kind of it's kind of been delayed a couple times because uh, there's been a, I guess, a legal battle between SpaceX and Blue Origin of who would actually make the lunar lander with the contract going to uh, old Elon and
0: SpaceX. I must be really, really out of the loop because I'm not familiar with SpaceX. No, SpaceX I know is what's the what is the other one you said?
1: Blue Origin. That what is, is uh, the Origin? Amazon owned. Uh, oh, okay. Space because you know NASA kind of decided to contract out space exploration. We're trying to get you know the private in, instead of
0: because we can't afford it.
1: Instead of the government taking on like full responsibility for building spaceships, mm-hmm. we've kind of started uh, you know let the competing free market uh make the best thing where SpaceX is uh yeah you know, Elon Musk's company and their kind of competitor is Blue Origin uh by uh Jeff Bezos. Mm. I think there's another one out there uh I think Richard Branson has a space program too. I can't Virgin Galactic maybe.
0: Mhm. That sounds about right.
1: But yes, this, uh, this will be the first time we're going to put asses on the moon, uh, since for, well, a really long time. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, the, whatever, I guess the next mission, they're going to be doing a, like an un, unmanned landing on the moon. And then the, uh, Artemis three being actual landing moon kind of, and this is going to be a precursor to their planning to basically build a moon base, uh, uh, to kind of work as a launching point to the future Mars mission they're planning. So basically, we're going to build a gas station on the moon. Uh, well, <laughs> to make a pit stop on the way. Uh, I mean, if you're going go to go further than space. that,
0: it's kind of necessary to have a fueling station somewhere.
1: And this is going to be kind of also, speaking of refueling, uh, this spaceship is going to uh, travel in a different way than previous ones where it will first launch. Into orbit and rendezvous with a orbital refueling depot to give it enough fuel to get to the moon and back. Instead of, which ins- means they can doesn't take as much because the hard part of space travel is getting out of the atmosphere. And if you've got if you only have to carry enough fuel to, to get, get there just outside the atmosphere, your ship can be lighter and easier to launch. And then you know fill up your tank once you get to space.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, plus, you know, the less fuel you have to carry up, the less chance you have of, what was it, Apollo 11? No, it was 13. 13.
1: And then also, the less fuel you have to carry, the more, like, equipment and such you can carry. So, yeah, you can can carry a heavier payload of space stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because you can only get so much into space with what we currently got.
1: Oh, and I also have two scary robot stories and one not-so-scary robot story. That gives us hope for, you know, the coming robot apocalypse. Uh-huh. First up, Boston Dynamics uh, has released a new video of a robot working at a construction site, uh simulated construction site. But they're, uh, you know, they've done previous videos of their Atlas robot, you know, dancing and doing parkour pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, now the new the new video shows this uh Robot being able to fetch tools and basically build a little pathway for itself to cross this scaffolding terrain to get to where he needs to toss the tool bag up to a, a worker and then do an impressive backflip off the platform uh, to get to get back down. So yeah, now they're teaching robots to uh, gymnastics. To yeah, you know, chases up. You can't just climb a tree. Fucking robots can now do parkour up up the side of a building. So. Well.
0: We knew it was coming. Skynet's on the way. We're getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of the previous videos, it was not as sure footage where, you know, this, uh, this new kind of Boston dynamics, uh, Atlas demo video they're you know, say they're, uh, the, uh, Atlas control leads being Stevens says they're laying, on, layering on new capabilities for the robot, making them more kind of useful in, uh, industrial environments. Because the trick is to... You know, if the robot can do all this stuff, but it does it at a pace much slower than a human would, what's the point of replacing a human with a robot? So they need to get it up to, basically, functioning speed of normal, everyday workers.
0: Well, I would say the ideal point of replacing is that you can put the robot in a more perilous position and not have to worry about loss of life. (laughs) But But again,
1: like... The human brain can make calculations faster than any computer can at this point as far as just like spatial awareness and keeping your balance and being able to react to stuff. So showing how this robot can like move in a real world environment without, you know, falling over and (laughs) is one step closer to. Humanoid robots being able to mimic actual human roles, mm-hmm. like you said, could definitely put them in environments that are not as safe for uh, more hostile. for to humans. <clears throat> but in, but yeah, if they are work slower than actual humans, it's uh, kind of not productive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in other robot news, uh, they've made using locust. They're mainly like the
0: caterpillar, yes, cricket related.
1: Yes, they've made a robotic (laughs) version of a sniffer dog. Okay, which does not look like a dog, it looks more like a RC car we used to race in high school. (laughs) Okay, Uh, a lot of research is being done on investigating how electronic sensing devices can be manufactured to sniff out scents better than anything biological. Currently, nothing beats the power of, you know, dogs and ants for sniffing out all kinds of chemicals and even detecting diseases. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of decided to combine the two by blending electronics with the olfactory power of insects mm. to create a new uh, bio biohybrid sensing device.
0: Well, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of insects communicate chemically.
1: So, yes, they are using antenna of the Desert Locus, uh, artificial intelligence, and electroanogenogram, EAG technology. Uh, The team at Tel Aviv University has come up with a robotic device that can differentiate between eight different pure odors and two mixed odors.
0: Mm. Okay, well, that makes sense.
1: Apparently, the Desert Locus has a... Yeah, highly sensitive antenna, which contains more than 50,000 olfactory receptor neurons. Well,
0: that's that's a lot. So that makes sense if it works.
1: Yeah, apparently a single antenna removed from a locus and placed in a purpose-built antenna holder filled with a conductive gel. Uh, The AI is able to basically sniff and uses a marine machine learning algorithm uh, to discriminate between the odors and drive the RC uh, car to, uh, you know, locate the odors that they are trying to detect.
0: Mm, Well, that makes sense, I guess.
1: So they're kind of like some of the, uh, you know, future uses for this, as they're saying, uh, you know, basically for either kind of detecting explosives or drugs or creating a bio- a robot with a biological nose to help preserve human life and identify criminals in a way that is not possible today. You know, kind of like uh, sending rescue dogs into earthquakes is a lot safer for the animals to send, you know, some kind of robotic sniffer, especially, you know, a German shepherd, even a bloodhound's a fairly good sized dog where they can build something much smaller that can get into get into areas that may not be safe or even big enough for the rescue animals to get into
0: okay well that I can understand the pre- the premise behind that that makes sense to me
1: or Skynet uses to hunt us down that's in true
0: the too, but I mean anything with technology you can put that slant on it
1: but here's the, here's the upside. Uh, apparently you can fool AI with just a simple cardboard box and some uh, gymnastics. <laughs> yep. Just like anybody who played uh, some of the stealth missions in uh, Metal Gear, uh, apparently you can hide in a box and fool AI. <laughs> in a recent uh, <laughs> non-fiction uh, book uh, uh, called Four Battlegrounds, it's a non-fiction book by Paul Scherier, uh, Detailing the rise of artificial intelligence and its use in different sectors, particularly warfare. Uh, one of the kind of experiments he details in his book is where they basically set up a AI uh, robot uh, facial record, or not even like basically a AI detection system on a military robot, and left left it on this marine base for several days to kind of learn how humans move and walk around so it learned how to recognize with what people. human
0: movements look like and so be able to identify them. After as human they movements.
1: taught it what humans look like, they set it out in the middle of a roundabout and asked the I believe it was eight Marines uh, that participating in the study to try to touch the robot without being Setting detected. It off. Apparently, it did not detect any of the Marines, because Marines are crafty bastards. It's all Um, them
0: crayons, A.E. You get enough (laughs) crayon in your system, you can come up with some wild shit.
1: uh, One of them, uh, because since it had learned how normal people move, decided to do somersaults for 300 yards to get close enough to touch the thing. Because apparently, somebody doing somersaults, it did not recognize as normal That's pretty
0: impressive on its own if you're going to do that for 300 yards. Uh,
1: Another Marine uh, filled-stripped a pine tree and basically built a homemade ghillie suit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, apparently it didn't uh, recognize a tree as a threat. And another couple Marines pulled the old Metal Gear trick and crawled inside a cardboard box and snuck up on the robot uh, via cardboard box.
0: Okay, can you do the uh, graboid trick? Can you pick a door off a building and walk behind the door and just carry it?
1: That was not documented in the study, but I would say it's probably worth trying. I, was, luckily, the the detection uh, software was strictly visual and not audio, because the researchers said you could hear the Marines giggling the whole well, time I'm they were sure up been on the robot.
0: Too. <laughs> I'm going to take one of those hollow hollow core doors off a trailer and carry it with me and walk right up to the sucker.
1: So this we, is
0: not Johnny Five level of <laughs> robotics here.
1: So yeah, we may not be uh you know have to be afraid of Skynet just yet, but. Uh, it's yeah. it's getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Make sure to save your cardboard boxes uh <laughs> for
0: I got plenty of cardboard boxes
1: for uh, uh your future safety. But that's all I got for you this week. We'll be right back with some nerd news. You know what? Now is a great time for a promo for Soul Forge Podcast. We talk about love, loss,
0: tattoos.
1: Sex. Dating. Stupid things we do for love. Pop culture. Mental health. We've had author interviews. Adventures. And shenanigans. What? Soul Forge Podcast. Where? We're everywhere. Soul Forge Podcast. Subscribe today.
0: Forge your soul.
1: And now it's time for All Things Nerdy and Nerdy. Welcome back. It's time for some news.
0: News. I can't do it. (laughs) Yay. News. That's Brad's line. Tell Brad he's going to have to start doing his, uh, sending his voice clips or something for the shit.
1: Uh, well, uh, I don't do voices. We've got some good and some bad news. Uh, Cobra Kai announces it's been renewed for a sixth and final season with a kind of a teaser trailer that, doesn't really show any new footage it's all kind of cobbled together footage from the previous seasons but you know we are getting one last season of Cobra Kai I'm assuming they're going to that international tournament that they talked about in uh in the last season but
0: you don't want to give away too many spoilers especially since it's the last season you know
1: but yeah it's and yeah I, I feel like it's kind of
0: run its course
1: not run its course but it, it's Wrapped up all the kind of storyline, uh, you know, a good portion of the storylines. The I, the last season was probably one of my favorites because it, fo- instead of following the kids more, it it, it followed you know, son and uh, Johnny, Johnny getting into getting into shit uh, more. You know, it's it's kind of cooler when the adults are kicking ass uh, than it is when the <laughs> the teenagers are.
0: That's your legacy, though. The teenagers are your legacy.
1: Uh, But they are uh, saying this is going to be their biggest and baddest season yet. So uh, no release date yet, but, uh, you know, I'm assuming sometime uh,
0: probably next year
1: or probably sometime later this year, I would I would assume uh, probably fall 2023. But so far, we've uh, no news on a win, but. Hopefully these guys will they came to Dragon Con a couple years ago but I didn't get a chance to see any of the uh the guys so hopefully Set the one that I missed maybe
0: cuz I don't remember seeing those panels
1: cuz it wasn't I think it was year before last uh, but yeah they uh it might have been pre-plague but they came one year uh Johnny Danielson and uh Kreese, uh-huh. but I did not get a chance to make it in their panels anytime I went by the autograph room cuz there's few people I'll pay for an autograph but the Cobra Kai guys, I would probably, especially like the OG originals. I I I might have forked over some cash to get their autographs. On I don't my know. Wall. I mean,
0: I'm looking now and I see Stan Lee and I see uh, Lindsey Sterling and I see.
1: Uh, no, that's not Lindsey Sterling. That's uh, uh, fuck, what's her name?
0: I see Gillian Anderson up there.
1: Well, that one was given to me. I didn't actually <laughs> uh. pay for that one. But yeah, I, But yeah, every time I went by the autograph room, they were they were not in there. I never never got a chance to make it to their panel, So. Hopefully at some point in the future I'll get to uh uh check it check it. and you know, if the about them going to the international tournament, uh so maybe this season we're gonna be move out of the valley and, and uh go international with the with the guys for this final season, so we will see what uh what we have uh in store when they announce uh, its return. Which I think the last season came out in like Normally they've been coming out toward the end of the year, so hopefully maybe the end of this year will... The
0: big winter, or late fall, early winter push, the TV shows that they usually do.
1: And uh, other news, do you know who John Williams is?
0: No. Um, The name is familiar.
1: I'm guaranteed you've heard his work, because he's probably one of the most famous... Composer? Composers in Hollywood. He's done all the Spielberg... Pretty much most, okay, if not so, all, yeah, of the Star Wars stuff.
0: One of the ones they roll when the credit before the, you know.
1: you know, Indiana Jones theme that yeah. that's his. He's worked on just a tons. I mean, just working with Spielberg, he's done music on Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. You know, anything and all things. Well, Spielberg has announced he's doing a documentary on the life and works of John Williams. So now we'll get to see
0: hmm.
1: kind of. The man behind the music, a uh, five-time Oscar winner, uh, John Williams.
0: I don't know. I don't know if a documentary about it that might be interesting.
1: If nothing else, it's going to have a hell of a soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably one of the most recognizable composers working in Hollywood. in movies. I mean, you can you can almost like you know you hear a song in a movie and you're like, that's got to be freaking John Williams' orchestra. Because supposedly he is, after this kind of last project he did with Spielberg, he said he's retiring from filmmaking and wants to concentrate more on music, concert uh, composing, mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of get back to his, uh his, root. his roots. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so that, I mean, I'm not a big documentary uh, watcher, but like I said, John Williams is like I said, one of those like a that ca- might be interesting ca- I think. I- Iconic dudes, I mean, iconic.
0: Ah, not the tada, Guana, Guana. <laughs> <laughs> You're. Uh, I'm gonna make you watch the Rescuers Down Under now, <laughs> just so you can learn how to <laughs> pronounce it right.
1: Ah, uh, but in further movie news, we've got a. Who, I mean, Mel Brooks. Oh Jesus. The man that, like...
0: That's pretty much where our childhood all came from, is... Fucking space like balls, blazing, Spaceballs, saddles, blazing Spaceballs, saddles. Young Frankenstein, which is, like, probably one of my favorites, but I'm a Gene Wilder fan anyway, so...
1: He's back, ladies and gentlemen. And that's when, they're like, those movies were so non-politically correct. Most people were like, there's no way you can make a Mel Brooks movie today, but that motherfucker is. Yeah. And it's technically a sequel to one of his famous movies... History of the World part one, which I thought was absolutely fucking hilarious uh and it was that's kind of the joke it was history of the world part one they never did a part two. well, he's doing, doing part, part two. two it's going to be a four part hulu series uh a mini series. Which unfortunately I just cancelled my Hulu subscription so now because I wasn't watching anything on there, so now I gotta go fucking reactivate Hulu yeah. so I can see this shit when it comes out. Add it out. to
0: the list. We've got everyone else. <laughs> I think we bought Peacock today by accident, but
1: <laughs> But yeah, it's uh coming out I believe in sometime in March, uh, from but, but the teaser trailer is out now and it it looks just as wacky and crazy as the the original movie with it looks like it's not pulling any punches, so you, know, yeah. fucking
0: think Mel Brooks, Brooks is movies like movies have always more relied on sketch comedy and and uh, just having f- powerhouse funny people in it to give yeah, you the movie value. Yeah, I mean this value. has got
1: a freaking huge cast oh, yeah. of comedic actors and comedians, and I don't think even Johnny Knoxville po- popped up at one point so, in the, in Wanda the credits. Sykes and yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I think the last one stopped with uh, the Romans. Now, this one, I mean, this one had freaking Noah in it, uh, like. Well, freaking, I
0: saw Jesus for a minute, but that was pre-Roman, so. Uh,
1: forget uh, whatever. Uh, uh, whatever uh, bell, the invention of the telephone. I mean, it looked like they made fun of every part of history that uh, they didn't make fun of the first time around. I'm so,
0: gonna see if there's a funny, you know. Mel Brooks can probably one of the only people alive that could make the Nazis funny. So, you know, maybe they- <laughs> watch what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and he's dude's 83. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> so, and that's the thing, too, is like, in this kind of politically correct world right now, there's not been a lot of good comedy. Comedy is... People kind of been afraid to make, like, balls-out comedy You can't anymore. make jokes
0: about anything anymore because everybody's so quickly sensitive and they all need their safe space so and, they can cry. And, and you know, Mel Brooks does not that. give a
1: fuck, so it's this is probably going to be well, It's
0: not like he needs great. it to make the money because God knows he's got enough royalties on all the stuff he's already done. He don't care. I'm 83. I can do what the fuck I want.
1: I mean, maybe we'll get a Spaceballs 2. Uh, that would two. be great. <laughs> the search for more money.
0: That would be great. I
1: mean... Rick, Rick Romanis has like done a couple of commercials lately, so maybe Rick, Rick Moranis Moranis is ready it. to come out of uh, retirement and <laughs>
0: well, don uh, the helmet again. The whole reason he left show is his wife died and he wanted to raise his kids, but his kids should be adults now, yeah, I would Yeah, because he, he did a uh, he I think might... it was a Mint
1: Mobile commercial with Ryan Reynolds, so I'm like... Something like that. So, I mean, come on, man. It's time to put Dark Helmet back on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like Dark Helmet.
1: And uh, we also got a We're new trailer. switching
0: from suck to blow. <laughs>
1: For Scream Six uh, oh, coming God. out uh, in March as well with hey Wednesday's Jenna Ortega. And this time we see uh this gives me very much a Jason Takes Manhattan vibes. Where he's no longer out in the uh you know, terrorizing these kids in a small town, fucking uh oh, no, ghost faces uh urban. running around uh Manhattan and trades his knife for a shotgun at one point in a yeah. <laughs> bodega.
0: Because eventually you gotta get with the times. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for Jenna Ortega. I'm down for Courtney Cox. I think her name Gail Hailstorm or some shit. Oh, no, Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> uh, maybe that was the. That might have been the uh, name uh, of the one in the
1: scary movie. Yeah, the scary the knockoff movie. Something, off, something uh, Hailstorm,
0: version. or something like. that. The first
1: that. like two of those was good, and then they got stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I only ever saw the first two because.
1: Yeah, they got. I think they did four of them, and they got bad toward the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, five. The new. Uh, Apparently I missed the fifth one, so I gotta go back and watch the fifth one before oh, the okay. sixth one comes out. So I've I've only seen the first four screams. I have to
0: spend a day just lounging around on the couch watching all the screen you know, movies to <laughs> introduce the kids. Catch to the up on movies.
1: that. Uh it's kinda all I got for you movie, uh movie wise. But this week is probably my favorite time of the year. It was SHOT Show and I'm a wannabe gun tuber. Uh yeah, go check out our YouTube uh channel. I've made a couple gun videos but yeah this is the time of year where all the firearm industry people come together and and show off the new toys that they're uh, they're getting ready to release and i mean
0: and isn't it wonderful timing with, you know ATF de- <laughs> stupid decisions that they just lots of stupid decisions that they yeah. make and then, then we're going to do shot show so.
1: uh and then but yeah yeah, I just want to become famous enough on YouTube that I can actually get a media pass and go to Shot Show. Well, so it's not open go. to the public. So it's only yeah. open to like media and people who actually work in the industry or are buyers for agencies and, and whatnot. And a lot of it's like, at this point, it has to be something kind of new and inventive to like raise my flag. You know, guns it's are guns. You want to be
0: Cowboy point. Disneyland, is what you're saying. Uh,
1: so just a few of the highlights I saw. Um, the Beretta a 300 Ultima patrol rifle, which is their new semi-auto shotgun. If anyone's seen the Beretta 1301, this is more of a tactical version of that where it comes with rails where you can put your, your lights and your accessories and, you know, stuff that you would have to kind of switch out furniture on the 1301 to, to make a a good fighting shotgun. This one kind of comes pre-equipped with that stuff.
0: See, so you want all the brand new, cool, tactical, you know, new hotness, and I'm just into the old and weird. <laughs> That's why all of mine are like, and half of my guns are antiques. It's old and weird. I like it.
1: Uh, speaking of antiques, uh, well, not really antiques, but old, old styling. Klishnikov USA, uh, the U.S. manufacturer of AK-47 style rifles, has got a new rifle. They're calling the KR-9, which uh, I believe it's a it's a nine millimeter AK. But what makes this kind of interesting is they've got wood furniture on it, but they've added like um, M-lock rails to the wood furniture. So you don't have to replace your, if you like that classic wood style of an AK, but you want to add like flashlights, lasers, accessories, you can now do that and still keep your wood furniture on your rifle because they've developed a wood m uh in for this uh for this rifle. Mhm. And they also have a shotgun I want or well not a shotgun a firearm which is a short gun that fires shotgun shells kind of like the Mossberg uh Shockwave, but this is a semi-auto AK style shotgun with that bird head's grip uh and they call it the Chaos.
0: The chaos, yes. So, yeah, I, I want is... to
1: unleash some uh, some chaos magic, uh, that's and and non gun uh, things. Uh, Magpul has a new rifle case, uh, the Magpul DACA case, which is basically tactical Legos.
0: Did we just like get back to the Witcher all of a sudden and chaos magic? And... Exactly, mm, okay. I just want to make sure I was on the <laughs> right page,
1: but yeah, this. Case, instead of, I mean, anyone who's dealt with a case with, like, the pull-apart foam or the foam that you cut, it's cool, but once you cut it for whatever rifle you want to use, you're kind of stuck with that configuration. You can't change it to different things, where this case comes with a grid and these, basically, these Lego blocks that you basically can change around to fit whatever gun accessory or whatever you want to put in them, you know, is to change what you're carrying in your case all you got to do is pull out the lego blocks and rearrange them however you want them and they're kind of completely reusable reconfigurable so it's you know not you're not stuck with just one design and uh and there's also the Blackhawk stash nacho <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what it's called, the stash nacho.
0: Stash Nacho. Yes. Alrighty then. It is
1: a basically a belly band, uh not new technology, but with this has like a simulated like belt section. Mm-hmm. So you can take your standard inside the pants holster and stick it in this belly band and it will lock in just like it does on your belt. So you know, if you're like me, go to the gym or go out walking, running, whatever and you want to carry your gun, but you're in gym shorts. This kind of gives you a, you know, more uh, stable platform to carry your, and it also has a couple pockets in it too for your wallets, spare mags, you know, cell well, phone. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you're going to carry it, all that other stuff, you might as well have somewhere to put the stuff you other daily but the, stuff.
1: But this is kind of the first one I've seen where you can use your actual holster with this belly band system. And last piece of technology I saw was the Mantis X10, which it's. The previous mantics was like a it was basically like a dry fire training laser system where you could you know it would track your shots on a virtual target. Well this new system has a internal gyroscope and it's also rated for you can use it with uh dry fire practice or you can use it with live fire. Mm-hmm. And it tracks the movements of your pistol. So once you shoot a drill a string of fire it can It'll track how you're drawing your pistol. It'll track the movements on target. So if you're, say, you're, like, jerking your trigger and you're pulling your shots right, the system will detect that mm-hmm. and then basically, like, hey, here's what you're doing. It's, unless you have someone there watching what you're doing, it's kind of hard to maybe diagnose those problems where it's like, hey, we detected this type of movement. Here's a video showing what you're fucking up, and here's how to fix it. So it's, like, it's basically a... Uh, Firearms trainer in your pocket.
0: What would I need that for? I have you for that. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what's wrong with your stance. This is what's wrong with your grip. You fucked it up and here's why.
1: But if you don't have a me, this thing can uh, detect all that stuff for you just based on the movements of your gun. And if, I mean, it will either attach to the accessory rail on your pistol or it can also, they have an adapter where it'll attach to the bottom of your magazine. So if you don't have an accessory rail or if you're running like a, a... weapon light like I do on most of my carry guns and you don't have the accessory rail available. There's other ways to mount it to your, to guns and still get the benefit of it and you don't have to take off your mm-hmm. lights or accessories. But that's all I got for you this week. Uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com We're also on the ESO Network at ESO ESONetwork.com Pick up your energy drinks at Real men Smoke Cig- uh, at StrikeForceEnergy.com Promo code Cigar what? Nerds. <laughs> Get your shirts at RealMensMokecigars.com. Uh, We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Cigar Nerd Pod or at Cigar Nerd Podcast. And with that,
0: that's not a knife. This is a knife. And
1: this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.